There's a little distraction for you. A giant panther riding a motorcycle in front of your kick. Only here, man. Conversion is successful. Next on Rugby Wrap-Up, a Major League Rugby extravaganza with Brian Ray, Dan Power, and Matt McCarthy, plus USA Rugby News. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pub. The Murphy Kennedy Group, founded with the idea that construction can be done better. And Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Thank you for tuning in once again. And this time, you are going to witness greatness in the form of Dan Power, Brian Ray, and yours truly, Brian we got to welcome you with, with that backdrop. But first off, I, I got to go great American, Dan Power. Dan, great backdrop. Yeah, obviously earlier in the week, Memorial Day. So just uh, showing my respects to all the men and women who have served and uh, the ultimate sacrifice for this great country that is the United States. God bless. But speaking of the Patriots and New England, the Toronto Arrows lost in New England. And Brian, thus you have, is that, is it, is it Squidgy? Is what's his his name again? I, I believe his name is Wooji. 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 Wooji, and of course the Free Jacks banner behind you. And before we uh, get to the nitty gritty on the game, I have a, I have an important question for you, Brian. Did Tommy De La Vega's knee change the course of Major League Rugby history? Can you can you tell the people at home what I'm talking about? Uh, the margins of professional rugby. Uh, you know, I, I know a few referees who probably would not have made that call in the 79th minute, knowing what was at stake. But, you know, technically, Tommy had his left knee on the ground when he picked up the ball in the ruck. So he was playing the ball on the ground before he scored what was otherwise a legitimate try. So a uh, very unfortunate and a disheartening situation. An arrow through the heart. For Toronto fans. Well said. Thank you. Thank you. Let's just pause on that for a second. Thank you. Give me your take on the match. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's hard to tell exactly what the conditions are like when you're not there. It looked crappy, so I can only imagine it was worse. I thought both teams did not play particularly well. Obviously, some handling difficulties. Uh, you know, from an air, from a Free Jacks perspective, Got a gritty victory, only scored one try, but it was the one that mattered. And, you know, Bowden Waka had his kicking boots on in bad weather, and, and, and they won. Uh, from the Arrows' perspective, you know, they missed a, a sitter of a penalty. You know, uh, a couple giveaways in their own end got caught. And then, geez, if Tommy De La Vega's left knee is an inch or two off the ground, that's that's a try, and it's we're talking about an Arrows win here, and, and it's just uh, – it's tough to take, and it, it, it kind of feels at this point like this is a season that's just uh, getting away from them on the road. Where was the drop goal attempt? They're not real popular in MLR, are they? We've, we've seen a couple, especially, i got to tell you, on the artificial turf, they're actually pretty easy to kick because you get a consistent bounce as opposed to the wet grass where you never know where that ball's just going to bounce or not. Free Jacks undefeated at home still, 3-0 there. Does Dan Power, the NFL punter and rugby <laughs> kicker extraordinaire, does he drop goal? Is, it, is that? Come on, tell me. Oh, when Dan Power wants the ball, Dan Power gets the ball, and Dan Power slots that field goal. Brian, it's not too late to get a Dan Power in the Arrows lineup. 
Yeah, well, uh, I didn't see him anywhere on the sideline there when they were waving desperately for help. So what can you do? All right. Well, what we can do is move on to the next match. And that was San Diego or San Diego laying it on the Sabercat stand. Wow. We got to watch San Diego now in the West, right? Everyone's kind of focused on the Utah and, and Austin kind of battling out for number two, but San Diego is just kind of plugging away and Inferno's there. Patty Ryan's there now. A couple other players might be coming in in the next few weeks. All of a sudden, San Diego look red hot. I just feel for Houston though, because I still think they're a good team and they're just not kind of figuring out how to how to put it all together for 80 minutes just yet. It's just not translating onto the field, so which is frustrating. Because normally if you're not performing well, you can say, oh, this, this, and this, and then you can fix it. When it's this mystery, it becomes a, a drawn-out process of trying to figure out, do we burn this to the ground or are we closer than we think? Who knows? So, And maybe there's a trade, more trade win rumors stuff. You love your on. trades. Sam Windsor, capable kicker. I know that, uh, you know, some injuries in the East might uh, force a team to make a move or two, but we'll get to that in a moment. But, Brian, what are your ears to the ground telling you about personnel moves for San Diego, <laughs> potential players coming in? I hear Rob Shaw is training. Yeah, he is back in training. They're trying to, you know, there was actually some suggestion. He might have even, you know, suited up uh, this past weekend, but obviously wow. he didn't. Uh, I think he'll be back pretty soon, which is a surprise, frankly, after that shoulder injury. I think a lot of us thought he was probably done for the season. So it's great news for them. And yeah, I mean, you get Rob Shaw back in there, you know, a couple of the other, other guys uh, nursing the minor injuries uh, back in that lineup. And uh, all of a sudden you start to think, you know, can they do it? Can San Diego get back in here. I mean, uh, that's pretty impressive. And, and we're hearing some uh, New Zealand All Black might be on the way back. Now, I hear that's next season and not this season, but who am I? I'm just some random guy in Canada, so I could be dead wrong on that one. You know, you're the best Canadian. We established that last week. Canada's best person ever is now what you're up for. And I'm just going to say it. I'm crazy. First week of June, ladies and gentlemen, looking right at you and right at your home. I'm saying San Diego is going to win the West. You heard it here. Win the West. They're going to come Ooh. in second, and they're going to Ooh. come out of the playoffs. They're going to play New York in the final. That's what I'm saying right here. Johnny, clip clip that and save it. They're going to play New York in the final. That's what I'm saying right here. Los Angeles going into Atlanta. Uh, fantastic contest. Uh, full of drama. I, I, I love you know, ATL displayed amazing defense, but more than that, I mean, they really took it to uh, to LA. For minute one, there was no intimidation. Like these guys were up for that game. You could see, you know, Marno Redling Ice and, and Johan Momsen and Matt Heaton, who I, had, I thought had an absolutely phenomenal match. Uh, you know, they just took, went to them. And, and look, the, the scoreboard at the end of the game, we're talking five points. And yeah, you can say, hey, you know, LA could have scored and, and snuck out a win at the end. But you know, there were other scoring opportunities in yeah. that game for ATL. I mean, Marco Keefe, who I thought played really well defensively, stone cold dropped yeah. two passes that were probably tries if he catches them. You know, that just happens, whatever. I mean, that was just. Hold on, Brian, I have to interrupt because Dan Power didn't, he had a different, his face, his facial expression said that he had a different opinion of that. Dan, Marco Keefe. No, I was going to say, Atlanta is now famous for three things, guys. You know what that is? Ludicrous, the real housewives of Atlanta. Strip and Mark O'Keefe. Oh. No. Well, he could get a job there. I, I, I'm all about Mark O'Keefe. He is the greatest revival story. Yeah. Uh, probably since Madonna's career. 
Uh, and then she's had been plenty of revivals, but I would go I'm, Kurt Warner, I'm, Kurt Warner, and Kurt, that's a good one too. Kurt Warner yeah. and Mark, Mark O'Keefe, right? Hey, I'm Team Cowboy. I'm all about it. I mean, New York. What were you thinking? They were thinking Fuatai. Yeah, he's also pretty good too. Yeah. So sorry, Cowboy. So, yeah. I still love you, buddy, and you're playing I don't great. Don't know why you're discussing Brian Ray. Fuatai on the air, Dan. I don't know why you're taking taking cracks at him. I don't. He's pretty big. I probably shouldn't do that, Johnny. Cut that out. <laughs> but uh, ATL man. Yeah. I said New Go- York's going to win the East. ATL right there. And oh, this all depends on health too. And my, yeah. I'm predicating San Diego on Joe Peterson remaining healthy, Cecil Africa remaining healthy, and all the, the new or battered bodies coming off and back remaining healthy. If they all stay healthy, that's a dangerous team. But we already talked about them. So let's move on to the next one. We've got Austin going into Utah. And, of course, of course Austin took care of business, Brian. I guess if that's the way you want to put it, uh, you got to feel for Austin. I mean, we've talked about San Diego. Why do you have to feel for Austin? Why? (laughs) Because. Why do you have to feel for Austin? (laughs) Well, first of all, they lost by 21 points. So you got to feel bad about that. But I mean, we we talked about San Diego getting ravaged by injuries. Austin might be worse uh, at this point in the season. I mean, in that first half alone, uh, they lost Dom Bailey with the knee. And then uh, they had Will McGee coming off with the hamstring. And uh, I'm missing somebody. And uh, Dom McKean is coming off. I mean, I don't think there's a single player hardly on that squad who hasn't missed a game this season with injury at some point. So, I mean, they're just a a battered, beaten-up squad. Uh, You know, it's it's tough to watch uh, and unfortunate for them. But on the other side, Utah looked great. They looked phenomenal. Uh, They were, you know, flying at all. I mean, Tio and Cruze on that uh, as a combination are just ripping up the league right now. They're almost unstoppable. So it's just really entertaining to watch. I thought they were uh, excellent. And and this was that match we were talking about, the pivotal match. So uh, I I think Utah is a little bit closer to that uh, second playoff spot now. Yeah, you talk about the trash heap. Mika Crusoe kind of discarded by LA, Dan. I, I, discarded's a strong word. I don't think they really wanted to. He was to tossed get... aside and left on the side <laughs> of the road. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, okay. the 405, no less, which is 405. But yeah, that combination of him and, and Mikey Taylor is, I think I said during the broadcast, uh, good looking times for the Eagles. Now, those two could be combining for the next five, six years at 15 and, and 11, 14, whatever he wants to wear. But yeah, Ned Hodson was the other one you're thinking of. Hodson, the, uh, the big blow in a pan, dis- yeah. Dislocated his finger. and I think he's got a broken hand or something. You, it, the camera got it. You could see the indentation where he's, he was dislocated. And I'm just like, oh, I know, I know that feeling. And I know the feeling that comes right after it too. And it's not pleasant. But Utah played really well, Matt. And yeah. you've got to, you know, we can, we can focus on the injuries. And Austin deserves some sympathy for that. But Utah executed, played really well. Look very motivated. It's probably the best I've seen them this year in that game. One through 23, they all contributed and played well. And the Bailey Wilson in Oakland Field is there. Pretty a sight, but the high knees, the stride, looking yeah. all that off-season speed work, he's like, finally, I get to a bit of space to show him how fast I am. So it was a good game. It was a good game in Utah now, outright second. And, but yeah, like we've already said, they've got to keep an eye on San Diego. So I think those two run into each other run into each other pretty soon here. So, and then the next one, I have I have proven one thing. You could go on a rugby trip on the on a team bus 
and come back on that team, same team bus after they have a rousing victory and be considerably less hang, hungover than going out with, with Steve Lewis on one Sunday afternoon. That's what I have discovered. It's, it was a scientific experiment. I'm not hungover today. I came back on the Rugby United New York bus, but Steve was in New Orleans. So I am fine. I don't know if that's an indication or an indictment of me more than anything, because I'm supposed to be an adult, but let's talk about the rugby side of it. Brian, you had to watch this because you're an Eastern conference guy and you watch two teams battle. And I didn't see this one happening. Well, I don't think any of us did. Uh, you know, I, I mean, we picked New York to win, but by a much smaller margin. But at the other side, we didn't know that Jamie Giva was going to miss it. We completely forgot that Jameson Fatnana Schultz was going to get suspended. Uh, we didn't think the threatened Palamo was going to be missed. I mean, I, this was our concern at the beginning of the year. Old Glory, when they have their best 15 guys in the field, can stand up to any other team in MLR. The problem is that their depth isn't quite there. They've got a lot of really young guys and you know, this is an unfortunate game for them. It took a bit of a beating, but look, and, and frankly, they're probably out of the playoff right now, but look, the guys, you know, Debulis, Noble, Cassano, Corey Daniel, uh, all these young guys, Jack Escaro, Jack Carroll, all these young guys are going to benefit so much from this this season, and they're going to be a much better team uh, next year because of this. And, you know, just unfortunate for them. And New York, boy, did they look good. Uh, I just thought they looked good everywhere in this game. You know, Andy Ellis taking quick taps to Kara Pryor swerving around half the team. I mean, that's just ridiculous stuff. So uh, I just thought New York looked great, and uh, they looked uh, in good shape to make the semifinal. The final. But Dan, I have, you know, Segrafield, great complex. Paul Sheehy, Chris Dunleavy couldn't have been more hospitable. John Bradshaw, Layfield came to the match. New York had injuries too. We didn't know, we thought that Holland said was going to be back. He ain't. He might be out a little bit longer than expected. So maybe the trade rumors start happening. Trade wins start happening. Something going on there. Uh, Civetta was out. Troy Lockyer was out. Sumption was unavailable for another commitment. So New York was really testing their depth as well. Yeah, they were. And this is one of the games that was really going to come down to the rosters. And as soon as I saw the absentees for Old Glory, just they, to me, they were more influential on the outcome of this game than the missing players in New York. Harry Bennett, again, comes out and does a great job, has another great game there. So, I, And you I, called that last week. You were saying, you know, he... He had a great match. How do you take him out of the lineup? And Ben Foden, man of the match. Ben Foden. I was actually trying to find the video of uh, the Happy Gilmore Bob Barker fight and put Ben Foden's head on it. Because it's kind of like the league's like, oh, Foden, he's old. He's over here just kind of taking care of some other stuff. But, man, he's playing so well this year. And try saver at halftime. Like, comes in. Yeah. Like, those, those effort plays that yeah. he has. He doesn't have to do that. He's Ben Foden. Like, right. he's... he's punched his ticket but he does them and it's just to me the rest of the team probably watch that and be like hey let's let's up our game we're going to take a quick break and come back with previews of next week's matches right after this if you're in new york city and want to watch some great rugby have some great food and some great times go to the world's best rugby pub the pig and whistle on west 36th street been blind since i was four and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer's Paps Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think's on the label? I think there's a, 
A naked woman? Riding on a unicorn? Jumping over fire? Oh, that's good beer. Mr. Brian Ray, Mr. Dan Power, gentlemen, we've got some squeaky bum kind of matches coming up as per the standings, as Steve Lewis would say, squeaky bum time. Uh, everything is wide open here. The West, the East, everything's topsy-turvy. Who knows what's going on? But let's try to make some sense of it all. And we've got we've got two teams of buys, right? We've got L.A. and New York. They're both off. So then the first one I'm looking at is Austin going into Houston for the Texas Derby Part Deux. Yeah, Texas Cup is on the line, so hopefully Austin can put 23 uh, fit players <laughs> together to play this one. You know, both teams are uh, probably pretty disappointed. Oh, because we have week. to feel sorry for Austin. <laughs> I feel sorry. You could be a jerk if you want. <laughs> My job. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, I think Austin has a little bit more to play for at this point, uh, and, you know, they won the first one. So even though they're pretty beaten up, you know, I, I didn't see enough from Houston to suggest that they're going to uh, topple uh, the AGs in this one. So I'm going to go with uh, with Dan's uh, Gilgroniacs here. And your Gilgronies, are we, are, are we to feel sorry for the Gilgronies? Uh, we don't want your sympathy anyway, Matthew. So stay in New York. Uh, I will uh, echo Brian's sentiment. I think Austin is the team that needs to win this because they're still in the hunt in the Western playoff. Houston could play spoiler though, a little bit of vengeance for that loss up in Austin early in the year. Is this for the Texas Cup or is the Texas Cup settled for the year? We'll have to figure that out as well. This, they just, they're going to have a shootout. Bam. A real shootout. Austin to win. Austin in a in a Steve Lewis squeaky one by uh, by two. Austin by fifteen. Ooh. That's yeah. We don't need to feel sorry for the Gilgronies, okay? If you're gonna feel sorry for somebody, feel sorry for the SaberCats. For God's okay. sake, come on, guys. The next one is another one of those where wow, you all eyeballs need to be on this one. Atlanta at the top of the table. Going into Nola, who's still right there in the mix, Brian. This is a, a, a really big game for Nola. They uh, need a performance in this game. And, geez, how do you pick against ATL after the performance they put against L.A.? You know, I, I guess you could say maybe it'll be the New York situation where they've just blown out so much energy that they're just a little bit beaten up maybe. Uh, I, I still can't pick against them. I'm going to go with the Rattlers in this, but uh, this is a fascinating game. I think it'll be a, a relatively low-scoring game with uh, ATL just a little bit ahead. Let's be honest. I think if Nola lose this weekend... I'm getting the red marker out, getting ready to put it through them because I just think that road trip, as we've seen this year, road games just become more and more difficult to win for teams. Uh, ATL, so impressive. So impressive against LA. You look at the statistics from that game, it blows your mind. There's no way if you put those statistics in front of any rugby person around the world, they would say Atlanta won that game. It just, but they did. I'll, I'll actually go with Brian ATL again in this one. I just... I just think they're a really good side. They're in form. They probably would have learned from New York uh, how they bounced back and lost to Austin. So, yeah. I, my gut's telling me that Nola might pull this one out, but Atlanta is, a be- I think they're the better team certainly on paper right now and they're proving it on the pitch. So this is a pick em for me and I'm going to go with the home team. I'm crazy. The next one up is San Diego. 
on the road in Toronto, but really in Atlanta. This is a terrifying match for me. Uh, I said that the uh, <laughs> the arrows had to win last week, uh, and they didn't. I, I, I did some number crunching, and uh, you know, the arrows if they win every single game from here on out, uh, you said out, still, out. It, it, it's, it still might not be enough. So I, I just I, I hope they have it in them to bounce back at home in Atlanta and get this, you know, I hope the travel wears down San Diego a little bit. Uh, I'm a little bit concerned about how they're playing their form at the moment. So this is a tough, tough, I have to pick the arrows, but uh, man, this is, uh, this is worrying. Get your San Diego banner ready for next week's show, Brian. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna Should need we it. FedEx them some Legion gear, like the, the actual Roman yeah. stuff that they wear, the fans get them dressed like that. Yeah. Patty Ryan, my man, he's back. And that is a, that is a tough ask at set piece now to go against that guy. And it's not like he's been sitting down on Bondi Beach in a pair of sluggos, eating the sausage sizzle, eating fairy bread and smashing twoies. That man's been over in Japan getting it done. So he is in fine form. So I'll go San Diego on the road. I'll take a twoies new, please. My twoies new. Twoies, twoies old. Oof. Okay. A bit heavier, but good. All right. Any twoies is a good twoies for me. Brian, I... I feel your pain. I feel you. I really do. But San Diego's coming loaded for bear now. They, they, they smell blood in the water, and the, the blood in the water is all, of all the other Major League Rugby teams right now because they, they're playing good ball. They're playing good ball, and they're a good team, and they're just going to get better, and those guys are all professionals. And, and Dan, you're right. Patty Ryan is, is, was, is in game shape, and uh, I think San, San, San Diego's going to win this one. Sorry, Toronto. Next one, Old Glory at New England. If Old Glory is going to remain relevant in this race, they have to win this match. But the same can be said for New England. I'm saying that New England will win up there. They always win up there. I mean, the, the, the history shows that they win at home. It's just the way it is. And New England in the hunt a little bit more than Old Glory. Really missing uh, big jammer, Jamison Farner Schultz. Obviously, he'll still be suspended. They are starting to get some players back. It's good to see Hearn and Fraser back, but and they'll be better for the hit out. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Threaten Palamu was pretty close. Jamie Diva was pretty close. So if they come back in, that could be it could be a roster, like game time kind of pick here for for people who I don't know why they would listen to us to make their picks. But if you do, I feel sorry for you. But wait until the rosters come out on this one. Look, even if I dared to pick Old Glory, it's not going to happen with this thing over my right shoulder here whispering in my ear. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll go with the Free Jacks. Uh, no hesitation in this one. At home, uh, I just think they're the better side at the moment. Uh, they're not beaten up like Old Glory, and they got this freakish blue thing hanging out in the sidelines that's just going to intimidate anybody who picks up the ball for Old Glory. So I'm going to go with the Free Jacks. Uh, I'm going with the hometown. I'm going with uh, the town of Boston. I'm going with the New England Free Jacks over the old glory, the beleaguered old glory squad right now. And they'll, they'll get their act together, but it's not going to happen this quickly on the road in new England, the fortress up there at union point. The next one, Utah at Seattle. Is this where Seattle just throws everything asunder and wins Dan? If memory serves me correctly. I don't think the Warriors have had a win on the road yet this year trying to think through their games. And so it could be a, it could be a tough ask, but this, this would be the one for them to break the duck for Seattle. Yamada's in town, which we've, we've done. So the is your father. Yep. Yeah. 
So that'll add a little bit to their back line with Matt Turner being out. But again, Utah, I'll, I'll make the the death sentence for Utah Warriors fans. I'm going to pick you this week. So we'll see what happens. Dan, I think I think you're mistaken. I think Utah beat oh. Austin on the road. Brian, who's going to win this game? Yeah, like I I, I got to go with Utah after seeing what they did last week and knowing that they have actually won on the road. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all signs point to that. And they get they just got they, they beat Austin. That was the big a uh, big pivotal game for them. But they got to follow that up against uh, you know a perceived lesser team on Seattle. Even though it's on the road, you got to pick up some of those points along the way. I'm going with Utah on this one uh, by a comfortable victory. As Gifte Bailu calls them, those people from the mountains. The Utah Warriors. I'm going with the Utah Warriors in this one. And Dan, I am shocked that you did you forgot that Austin <laughs> lost to Utah uh, in Austin. I'm really Groniacs are known for their short memory, Matt. What's that? Gil Groniacs. Oh, okay. I'm on, on hearing loss. Uh, all right, fellas, last thoughts on this uh, this week's action. How about that Eagle squad that we saw? Just named in the past week. A few new names, so uh, it'd be interesting to see some of the, the young guys. I thought Ryan Reese, for example, had an outstanding second half uh, for Rugby ATL against LA, and he was a guy I didn't probably didn't expect to see in that Eagle squad, so that was great to see. So looking forward to see a few more of those uh, youngsters and new names playing well this weekend. So Toronto won't be impacted by the international test window at all, will they? <laughs> Is this another dagger? Dagger from New York. Are we? Are the three of us going to be playing for the Arrows during that time? <laughs> I've still got some shoulder pads around here somewhere. I got my scrub cap, my mouthpiece, and just don't stay. If I get the ball, you're not getting it. Just know that. Dan, any Team Canada questions for Brian? I've got, well, I've got you here to put you under under pressure. Any names that we should be looking for that could be getting picked for their first run? Well, yeah, there's a, a a big lad by the name of Tyler Duguid playing from Montpellier, just broke into the senior team. He's enormous, second row, he's 20 years old. Uh, I think he's going to be in the Canadian team for the next decade plus. Cool. So I think you'll see him winning his first cap over in the UK. Duguid? Duguid. It's his name. Oh, that is perfect. He's got to <laughs> make it. Let's we'll see if Duguid can do well on this. Uh, just It's just right in itself already. But that's a whole nother show. Gentlemen, we're out of time. I want to thank you once again for coming on. Mr. Dan Power, Mr. Brian Ray. I'm Matt McCarthy on behalf of these gentlemen. And ladies and gentlemen, before you wait until next week to watch some of our stuff, check out some of our other segments, including our Major League Rugby show, our Global Rugby Recap. What are the odds? Our Major League Rugby Sports Bet show with the Philly Godfather, John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE legend, and Gifty Bailu, Martial Law the Zach attack and please sign up for our American Red Cross rugby wrap up blood donor team. <laughs>